Hi, this is John Curry. Uh, welcome to another episode of John Curry's Secure Retirement Podcast. I'm sitting here today with my friend Larry Simmons. Welcome, Larry. Welcome, John. I've been wanting to interview you for a long time, Larry, because every time we get together, um, I'd hear you tell stories between you and Carol talking about your travels with your motorhome. So I want to get into some of that because, as you know, we focus on retirement planning. And it's not just about the numbers. It's not just about money. It's what the heck will you do with your time when you retire? And sadly, too many people wait until some magic age to retire to do things, and then they're sick, they're hurt, they can't do it, or worse, one of the uh, either the husband or wife dies. And I've been fascinated by the fact that you and Carol didn't do it that way. You planned along the way, and you really engineered your work life to where you could do things and travel and not have to wait until some magic retirement age. So would you take a moment, Larry, just share with our listeners a little bit about your background, Carol's background, and how how you were able to make all this work from the standpoint of doing the work you do and do the travel you do? Well, John, I worked uh, full-time for, I guess, almost 40 years, you know, going to work every morning, uh, um, 8 to 5. Uh, uh, then I... Uh, Began slacking off. Uh, I'm a consulting engineer, so uh, when I decided that we were going to travel, then I did just did just did not take on as much work as I normally would. Uh, I now work with another company, and uh, I have the ability to do that when we uh, when our workload gets kind of low, and then. The most important thing that it, that enabled me to do that, ironically, was the internet. Yes. Uh, uh, like, uh, the company I work for now, or my clients, could could email uh, job information, uh, 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 AutoCAD drawings, um, uh, and I would do the design um, in the RV, sitting there. Uh, Sometimes all day long or weekends or at night or, and crank out their drawings and then email them back to them. So you had a mobile office. That's what I had. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and we, uh, <clears throat> we have friends that we travel with a lot, kind of caravan, they call it. And, uh, and, and he is a specialty advertiser salesman, so he can do all his work over the phone. Uh, similar to the way I do over the internet. Nice. So, and he works at night, and and sometimes we stop and stay whole weekend at, at uh, campsites so we can do this work, you know. And so, it uh, it worked out pretty good that way. Um, I'm not fully retired. I say I still work, and um, uh, we still have a home. A lot of people decide they're going to travel like in an RV, they, they sell their home, but, but we maintain ours and, um, uh, here in Tallahassee and, and, and then we go travel. Uh, just recently we had our longest trip, which was, um, five weeks, uh, going, uh, up north to Michigan and over to the west. We didn't get out to the far west because of the uh, fires out there. So we, we 
went down, visited Colorado, and then came back around and came home. So, uh, anyway, we we do enjoy our trips, uh, our weekend trips, which are uh, two or three nights. Uh, we we go up into Georgia. We go down to uh, uh, go south. There's there's during the winter time. There's still plenty of of uh, camps available mm-hmm. because they're they're not full time uh, RV places. You pay thirty or forty bucks a night. So, uh, but they have them for people that are there for all during the winter. So we're going to do some of that here probably in January. It's, it's go south, maybe all the way down to Key West. Wow. Let's break this up in little pieces. You just covered a whole lot. Yeah. You you jumped from going on a five-week trip. I can just imagine people sitting there listening to this going, five weeks? Are you kidding me? You're on the road for five weeks. Mm-hmm. And then you made a comment about weekend trips. Yeah. So let's back up just a That's- little bit. Tell us how you and Carol got interested in even taking trips in a motorhome. How, how did that come about? Well, uh, we had friends that, uh, that that bought one and had it quite a few years before we decided to get one, and they encouraged us to do it. And we, uh, we traveled with them on a trip, and, um, and we saw, you know, the things that you can do and um, w- rather than go stay in motels everywhere mm-hmm. you know it's just uh, the stay in the parks and they're which are very nice um, uh, we've and it just kind of caught on you might say uh, we just started enjoying the outdoors you know going so it's and it's very it's very good uh, um, exercise. Yes. You're I, always active, you know. Yeah. When you go to the parks, do you, you, you and Carol do a lot of getting out walking, exploring the nature yes, trails? Yes, we do. Yeah. That's what Pat and I did. When we first got a motorhome, uh, we, we bought, I call it an old clunker, a uh, very, very old one. But it satisfied our need to find out, number one, would we like doing it? And then later we upgraded. Um, but I was fascinated with the fact, every time I go to an RV park, if you had the hood opened or it looked like you were working on something, you'd have three or four people come over and offer to help. Is it still like that? Oh yeah, yeah. It. Um, uh, we just had a recent experience. Uh, we were in Monument Valley, and the um, uh, and one side of our coach was facing towards the uh, southern sky, which uh, we had. Um, sun directly so I let out the awning and it uh, malfunctioned wouldn't come back in so uh, they were very nice there at the camp they we were there for only one night then um, and it was full full the next night so they sent they sent a crew over there and they the ladder and they got up there and screwed it back together Nice. Oh, man, off I went, you know. Nice. You yeah. mentioned Monument Valley, but while we were having lunch, you mentioned that. Tell the folks a little bit about Monument Valley. It's, it's a pretty well-kept secret from what you were saying, so share a little bit about that. Well, it's, it's, <clears throat> it's an area, and uh, uh, part of it is in 
northern, uh, the northeastern uh, Arizona and, uh, and uh, the southeastern Utah. Most of it is in Utah. And it's just an area of the country that's not a lot, a lot of hotels and, and uh, it's not a lot of um, shops and malls. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's a small town area uh, there. And we, we travel through there and they've shot a lot of movies out there. It's, it's very, you know, it's a beautiful place to go. And, uh, and they do have there at one of the towns, uh, uh, they do have a hotel. You have to make reservations in advance. I see a lot of tour buses out there. So, um, it's just, it's just a, it's just a place that, it's just not on the way to, to go anyway. If you were going to Grand Canyon, you wouldn't normally wouldn't go by Monument Valley because you've got to go across the, uh, you know, on a lot of back roads, you might say. Mm-hmm. So it's, 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 it's really nice. We've been there three times. So. And you were telling us earlier, it's not a, it's not a national park. No, it's not. Mm-hmm. No. It's all private owned. And, um, so, but it's just south of, uh, of all of the, the national parks in southern Utah. <clears throat> uh, uh, there's, there's five of them, I think, and we've been to all five of them. That's good. T- talk a little bit about, uh, you mentioned earlier something about a golden pa- pass or something. Yeah, so that, uh, the- <clears throat> if you're 62 and above, uh, <laughs> You can get into you can get a uh, what's called a golden age pass from the um, National Park Service. You can get it. Uh, I got mine at the gate of Yosemite National Park. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You were driving when you're driving up the gate and memorable. Yep. You just tell the guy when it'll pass and you fill out a little simple form and hand it to them and and they uh, I think they mail it to you. Uh, have shown driver's license and. Uh, and, but anyway, it gets you into the, the national parks free. Most of them, there's some of them that are, that are not, and I don't know why, but um, uh, and all the national monuments. And, and, and uh, let's be clear, this is not because of having a motorhome. This is anybody no, it can do nothing it. to do. No, you can drive in, in, in the car. You have to go through them in a the car anyway, most right. of the time. Right. Uh, <laughs> but it also gives you access to. Um, to uh, the Corps of Engineers parks, and they, and they built quite a few of them around the country. Uh, there, there are four of them, I think, up the uh, Chattahoochee River uh, in Georgia. You can go up to, and there's one in north of uh, Atlanta, and there's. Uh, uh, I don't think Florida has one, but um, uh, both of these parks were built by the. CCCs in the 30s, mm-hmm. and um, but they are, you know, with that pass you can get into them at like say a couple of nights for like fifteen dollars. So pretty cheap trip. Yeah, it is. <clears throat> and, uh, pretty cheap. You, uh, I asked you earlier to think back and be prepared to talk about one of your most memorable trips. You started to cover it. I wanted you to hold it a little bit. But you said something about possibly the first trip you took out west in the RV because it reminded you of when you were a little boy. Yeah. Tell, tell took, us about that. I, I took, I had 
an uncle who lived in Washington State, and uh, my grandmother lived in uh, Bellflower, California, outside of uh, Los Angeles. So we took a trip out there and went across the northern United States, car, and uh, and then went and we went through Yellowstone and went through um, um, on out through well by Grand Coulee Dam and and uh, Rocky Mountain National Park and and um, went to Washington State and then went went down the east coast I mean the west coast um, um, to Los Angeles and then kind of made a circle came back around through Arizona and through Texas and back home and you were how old then I was seven seven and, yeah that's a that's a big trip for a seven-year-old well it is yeah it uh, I think that whole trip took about three weeks, though. Um, and, but anyway, we 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 did that, and of course, uh, since then I did not have the opportunity, being at work, you know, to go back and do it again. But we did take uh, when we before the RV, we would take vacation trips flying. Mm-hmm. You know, we. Like we flew to Colorado and we went to Steamboat Springs and places like that. But we, I would be flying in the plane, looking out the window, thinking <laughs> there's all these things that see between here and there, and uh, and, and you were is, and you and were missing is. it, and yeah. you were missing it because you're yeah. in the air. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and so uh, and there is, you know, even though some people say no, I don't want to go in an RV because I can go with, I can go in a car just as easy. Well, you wouldn't normally go there. If you were flying and renting a car, you would have a certain radius that you would go. And I know people have, you know, flown into Denver and gone all the way up into um, Wyoming to Yellowstone and back and around. But uh, uh, if you travel all the way across the United States, you see things that you don't normally know that the, you don't even know they're there mm-hmm. until you come up on them. And so. I, I haven't traveled near as much as you have by motor yeah. on, but the trips I have taken. What I loved the best about it was the spontaneity. You're driving down the road, all of a sudden you see something and say, wow, let's stop and explore that. Yeah, let's do this, let's do that. So sometimes the things that just happened were more fun for us than the things we had planned. Yeah, that's true. Um, uh, you have to... Uh, <clears throat> I mean, you have to, first of all, if you're traveling in an RV, you have to know where you're going uh, <laughs> because you can't get on a road that uh, won't, su- won't support uh, 15 tons. You got any stories you can tell us about that, about taking the wrong turn or something? Oh, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> it, it happens quite frequently, especially when you're using a GPS. Yes. Mm-hmm. Tell us about that. Well, the, the second trip we ever went on, or we went down to Crystal River, and they had a park that was not on uh, uh, US-19, it was back off of that, uh, 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 I'd say a mile or so, and the GPS took us back in there and went around and, went, and we wound up in the, in the very rear of a shopping center. It, <laughs> said, it says, you are here now. <laughs> <laughs> shopping center. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, we figured it out fast, that wasn't where we were going to stay, so... <laughs> Anyway, it, it it also finds roads that have been closed. We went into a private um, 
uh, resi uh, residential country club type place and uh, I pulled through the gate and the guy said, you can't go through here. Well, I was pulling a car, and I, which I couldn't back up. So I had to get out and cut the car loose, and my wife had to drive it, and I had to turn it around in there. And that took, um, with, with a 35-foot RV, it took, <laughs> it took some room to do that and some time. <laughs> so <clears throat> you'll have those kind of experiences, you know. What uh, let's pause for here a second and ask this question for someone who's listening to this and they're like, "Wow, you know that's fascinating." I've considered mm -hmm. it. What are some of the things that you would advise them to consider before they just make a big leap and go buy an expensive motor home? <clears throat> Should they rent one first? Go with some friends like you did. What, what mm -hmm. thoughts do you have? Yeah, I, I, there are rental places. Um, uh, most of them that I have seen in, in, in the <coughs> RV camps are uh, this um, Cruise America rents them, but they, they rent what's called a, a Class C, which looks like a, a truck. Mm -hmm. it's, it's actually a, a truck frame, and, and they, which has an RV section on the back of it, and they're not very big. And uh, so... Sometimes people go in these and then then they're not comfortable, so they don't want to go back. But uh, uh, I guess you have to uh, go go to a dealership or something and, and go in there and look at one and see all the features they have in there and uh, and uh, to see just what size you you think you want because you're going to have basically the same problem with all of them if you if you get anything over. 25 feet, you know, you're going to have, you can't just park anywhere, right. you know, you know, you got to have, you got to have a place to pull over. And, uh, if you, if you want to stop and get out and, and mainly for me, that's, uh, we stop in the rest areas. We stop in towns, we go into shopping centers and, uh, we can't park on the street, but if we want to go around a particular town, we have to stop the shopping center, cut the car loose. And drive around, but uh, um, so that that's kind of how you work that. And then, of course, we do it. We have gone into town, cut the car loose, and went out and stayed all day, and you know, down at a national park or something, you know, driving through it. And, right. And um, <clears throat> but we try to plan the trips where we spend the night, you know, as close as we can, and then you know, drive the rest of the way. Walk us through a little bit about how you and Carol determine when to take trips and where to go. I know you have children and you go visit them, so tell us a little bit about that. But then go beyond that, and, and do you just you see something on television, say, well, let's go there, or do you read about something? Well, I have to look at my schedule. I still have work to do. Um, and we, you know, we kind of plan it in advance. Now, the, like, for instance, if you're going to... Um, uh, Glacier Park. Now we've scheduled to go up there twice, and we haven't made it yet. Uh, <laughs> you have to get your reservations ahead of time because it's it's way out in the middle of nowhere, and they have several RV camps there. And so you kind of have to find out the time of year that that uh, uh, that you could go, you know, and 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 not be overrun by 
by crowds of people. Uh, mm -hmm. I always we were we always thought in traveling you 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 would go uh, after school starts so there's not as many tr people traveling but September and October we've been it was one of the busiest times of the year for all these RVs. Why do you think that is? People got more time. Interesting. Yeah. <clears throat> so you think that the kids are back in school so they're back with the kids or they're not taking time off. No, no. Uh, Interesting. We, we went several years ago to Grand Canyon, and we couldn't even park. I mean, we drove up there from uh, from uh, Flagstaff, right little town to the east of Flagstaff, where we were staying in an RV park, and we drove up there, and there wasn't a place in the parking lot. I just found I found a place and pulled up off the curb <laughs> on some rocks. <laughs> and walk down <laughs> it just it, it was <clears throat> anyway you just made me think of something that you mentioned while we're having lunch and that is you, uh, and I'm going to throw it out and then I want you to explain what you meant by it you said you have to learn what your coach is capable of doing I quote so expand on that well um, you know you have to know uh, first of all weight I'm I have to be concerned about the weight <clears throat> um, and their weight restrictions, especially when you get off the uh, interstate highways or off the U.S. highways. And then, and then I have a well, mine. <clears throat> my coach is twelve six, so my rule of thumb is uh, don't go under. Try to go under anything less than thirteen. So twelve six means the height of the height of it. Uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah, in several cases, the width. You know, uh, uh, if 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 they have an obstruction in the road or working on the road, you got to be. Yeah, but I always look at it like, you know, you got uh, you kind of three dimensional. You have to look both ways, and then you have to be aware of 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 what's overhead, and so that's that's one restriction. Um, the uh, you know the other thing is that. Going into some place and you don't have turnaround space. You don't, you know. It's uh, and some and some places do have signs that says there's no no turnaround for RV. And I have been down the road and had to cut loose and back up the road. So <laughs> because you weren't paying attention to the sign. <laughs> no, because they just didn't tell you. Didn't tell you. No, they didn't tell you anything about it. And so. Um, you know, you don't want to travel off the road to go see some site. You know, the road may be okay, but you get up there and there's just absolutely no way you can get it off the road, you know, into the parking lot. You have to back up 30 miles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, things of that nature, you know, just, just knowing what it, what it can. You, and if you purchase one, you will, you'll find that out fairly quickly. Um, yes. And, and you say, well, I want to stop at this restaurant in a little town with this, all they got street parking. Well... I parked and took up three or four parking spaces. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the first time I did that. I forget the little town I was in now. It's in Texas because I bought a motorhome so I could take my mother and my son. My son was about eight years old time. We wanted to take her back to Texas. I almost had the name of the town. Uh, Granville, I think it was. There was no place to park. 
So yeah. I had to do this parking on the street, and I took up two parking spots. And a local police officer came over. He said, sir, I'm going to give you 10 minutes to move that. <laughs> I know it's hard to find a place, but that is your problem, not mine. And I said, well, what's the price of the ticket? And he looked at me and goes, oh. <laughs> so are we going to negotiate now? I said, no, sir. I'm just curious as to what it's going to cost me for the ticket. He said, well, we're a small town. It's only going to be $20. I said, well, once you give me the ticket, is there any limit on how long it sits there? And he looked at me and goes, you know what, sir? Just leave the damn thing where it is. It's <laughs> no ticket. He walked off. And my mom started laughing. And she goes, son, I can't believe you did that. Yeah. I said, well, think about it, mom. Where am I going to park it? Yeah, where are you going to park? Yeah. So if it's, if it's I, my mindset was, okay, if it's up to 50 bucks and he's not going to yeah. tow it, hey, I'll pay the ticket. <laughs> but he, did, he ended up not charging me, giving me yeah. a ticket. He walked away, left it be. And we saw the little town. We got back in the motorhome, drove off. <laughs> it just popped in my head remembering that. My, my, my son thought that was hilarious. <laughs> my daddy almost got arrested over parking the motorhome. <laughs> but th that's the fun stuff, too. The stuff that you get to do, you meet people that you would not have met otherwise. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. and most of my RV experiencing was buying a motorhome to go to the FSU football games and tailgate. <clears throat> then I would well, travel some, but not much. Well, you know, I, I was I was asked that question, you know, probably ten years ago. Bring your RV out here. I said, all right, that's, that sounds real good. Uh, one one question: Where are you going to park it? Mm -hmm. All of the RV places they have uh, off of uh, Jackson Bluff Road, and uh, they're all taken up. There are people that uh, rent those and right. probably got reservations for a long time. Yes, you can't park on the street. You can't park. You can't park at these apartments. Where are you yeah. going to park it? Yeah, one time you could, but you can't do it now. I know years ago when I was going to the yeah. games regularly, I had a reserve spot, and you had to reserve it well in advance. Yeah, you know, like oh yeah, for the season. Yeah. But I, I had a season pass, so I could just drive up there the same spot each time. I don't know how it is now. I haven't done that in ooh, probably eight years, so I don't even know. But I know they are in high demand. I do know that. Yeah, and. Uh, so let's go back to some of the trips. So talk a little bit about uh, your children. I think you have uh, some in Oklahoma and some in Maryland. Yeah, so I talk have, a little bit about how you plan trips to go see the family. Well, if I'm going west, I go by and see my son. He's in Tulsa. Um, we we schedule it ahead of time. And I'm fortunate I can stay in his driveway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You're on private lot. All I got to do is plug it in. He doesn't have sewer connection, but I don't need it. Um, <clears throat> but um, if I go north to Maryland, my daughter's in Westminster, Maryland, and the closest RV park uh, is uh, like 15 miles south of her, so uh, right off of I-70. So, you know, we have to park there and go up there and plan a day visit and then go back, you know, just, mm -hmm. and then her daughter lives over there north of Baltimore and my granddaughter, um, uh, on the north peak of the Chesapeake Bay. So that's quite a, that's quite a trip. That's about an hour and a half trip up there uh, to see her. So anyway, we, we, we plan these trips and, um, 
and uh, go by there and see them. And talk a little bit about some of these weekend trips coming up in the future. It sounds to me like that that yeah. you've got some of those in mind. Tell us a yeah. little bit about that. Yeah, we <clears throat> we just go and relax. We uh, walk and uh, we have we have kayaks if we decide to take them. We uh, we can put them on the car and um, we we just have a relaxing weekend at at, uh, at Corbin Engineers Park or some other park. When but if you're going to some place like like uh, Orlando, my my son's and his family are going to be down down there in January, and we're going to go down and see them. But as close as we can get to them is about uh, twenty miles. Mm-hmm. I don't know the exact name of the town. Carol made the reservation, but that's that's about as close as you can get to Orlando. That's still better than driving four and a half hours. Oh, away. it is. <laughs> yeah, it is. So that's good. We can go down there and visit today and come back and spend the night. And, uh, Larry, what, uh, we'll wrap up just a few minutes, but talk a little bit about what advice you would offer anyone who they're still working, they're looking for something to kind of do when they slow down some. And how, just just go back and recap a little bit about what your advice would be for someone who wants to explore the idea of possibly becoming a an RVer. Well, you know, you're going to have to get in one and go out and try it yourself. Uh, it's different options. Um, uh, <clears throat> You know, you can get a get a used one. Um, um, but if you you know, it's it's just like buying a car. Uh, you, you've got a lot of different options on it, and you have to decide what you want. So you need to go look at them. And right. I, I I don't know um, um, what I have to say. A lot, you know, there's a lot of people buy them and get them in, and that day they take off. They don't ask anybody anything. So. Right. I've seen that. And I also, and have, learn, and also have some friends who bought one and they realize, oh my God, we made a mistake yeah. and didn't like it. And but because they're having difficulty selling it, he started using it and getting into it and got comfortable with it. And yeah. they took a lot of time off and did some traveling and then later sold it. They said, yeah. we've done all the travel, we went and sold it. And I've seen people who will buy one that's too small or someone who buy one that's way too big for them, yeah. and then they're stuck with it, or they're trying to find a, some happy medium. <clears throat> but I, but I think you're totally correct. You just have to go look, go to the lot, look at different ones. Yeah. If you have friends who have one, you sit in it, and check it out. Well, there I see the ads on the internet. Uh, I'm on there looking for maybe some. Some accessory or something about the RV, and uh, they'll advertise it, and they may may let you take it off for a few days and use it, mm-hmm. see how you like it. Right. You know, but you have to uh, you have to realize you're really driving a truck. That's right, so, uh, a big truck. Yeah, and, uh, with a big box around it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. Larry, anything else you'd like to share with our listeners today? Just anything that's popped in your mind since we started? Any any, any thoughts at all? No, it's just uh, it's it's just a different uh, type of uh, 
are traveling than most people are, are used to, uh, you, 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 you know, even if you're traveling in a car, you still, you're still limited uh, <clears throat> by having to get reservations and in uh, places. So, uh, and that, uh, to me, it's kind of it's less stressful in a way. It's just, I mean, uh, Carol can get up and walk around, right? Go to the back if she wants to, uh, do what she wants to. So. Um, you know, it's it's um, it's handy that way, um, but other than that, it's, it's just it's about just gonna have to get it and try it. You know, you just reminded me of something. I have a little motorhome now; it's a small one we just use for hunting. But I remember I would get in the motorhome, and just before we pull out the back gate, I would the minute I turned that key on, I would just feel relaxed. Yeah. And even now, just moving the motor on from the house out to the hunting property, I find that getting on the interstate, just driving that motor on, just from here over in uh, Gaslin County to park yeah. at, what, 20-something miles away, 30 miles. But I had forgotten about that because I haven't driven that thing since February. My son drives it occasionally. Yeah. But just the fact that you're behind the wheel, you're driving, it's almost like there's no care in the world. Until something breaks, of course. Yeah. Then you're like, why did I buy this thing? <laughs> Before we go, share with us, because you can't have it all being like pipe dream. So yeah. tell us tell us about maybe one or two challenges you've had, uh, either a breakdown or something along the way that was a little frustrating. Give us well, a little tip. Well, I, I haven't had a lot of that. Uh, Good. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, this... Uh, most people have uh, road insurance similar to AAA, only it's through a, a outfit called Good Sam's. Mm-hmm. And uh, when you, if you have a problem with, which I did one time with a tire north of Atlanta, uh, you just have to, you know, you have to get off the road, and you know, you call the company, and they. They uh, supposed to send somebody out, but it's just not quite that easy for them. They shop it around, <laughs> <laughs> so we stood out there all day long while they shopped it around to find the best price for them, not us. You know, which is kind of irritating. Right. You know, so um, um, they have to <clears throat> pull it off the highway. They, if you're going to change a tire, because there's just no room to. You know, to you know, to get to it yep. safely on the shoulder of the road. So, uh, the things like that 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 you got to be aware of. But I've only had two in ten years. I only had two pro two problems with tires. One of them was the last trip. Uh, I, I was up to sixty six thousand miles on the rear tires, and I blew one of them, and I was within a mile of the RV park, and I so I, I was able to pull on in there. Nice. And they came out there and changed it, you know, in the park. So, um... You were lucky on that one. Yeah, I was lucky. You know, that, that, it could, I could have been in the middle of a busy interstate and then uh, something like that, and uh, it was very dangerous, so... That's a lot of miles, too. You don't ever want to try to change one yourself. Well, I don't even... The one I've got, you don't even carry a tire with you. You got to tell them what you've got, and they got to bring it out there to you. Yeah. <laughs> Makes sense. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, 
And then I've had some problems with, um, um, well, I had a, a belt go, and uh, and they had to come pull it into the dealer. Uh, but you you have maintenance problems. Maintenance is it's a house on wheels. <laughs> so, so you got maintenance. <clears throat> That is just funny. about everything. That's funny. I, I appreciate you taking the time yeah, to share it today. Yeah. And folks, uh, I, I hope you enjoyed these type of podcasts because we enjoy doing them because we love hearing stories of people that are planning ahead. That they're not just work, 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 and then what do I do when I retire? Sit in front of a television. They're they're taking action. They're driving, seeing things, seeing our country. And, and I hope that some of the things that Larry Simmons has shared today will inspire you to do the same thing. Larry, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. If you would like to know more about John Curry Services, you can request a complimentary information package by visiting johnhcurry.com slash podcast. Again, that is johnhcurry.com slash podcast. Or you can call his office at 850-562-3000. Again, that is 850-562-3000. John H. Curry, Chartered Life Underwriter, Chartered Financial Consultant, Accredited Estate Planner, Master's in Science and Financial Services, Certified in Long-Term Care, Registered Representative and Financial Advisor of Park Avenue Securities, LLC. Securities, products, and services and advisory services are offered through Park Avenue Securities, a registered broker-dealer and investment advisor. Financial Representative of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, New York, New York. Park Avenue Securities is an indirect, wholly-owned subsidiary of Guardian. North Florida Financial Corporation is not an affiliate or subsidiary of Park Avenue Securities. Park Avenue Securities is a member of FINRA and SIPC. This material is intended for general public use. By providing this material, we are not undertaking to provide investment advice for any specific individual or situation or to otherwise act in a fiduciary capacity. Please contact one of our financial professionals for guidance and information specific to your individual situation. All investments contain risk and may lose value. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Guardian, its subsidiaries, agents, or employees do not provide legal, tax, or accounting advice. Please consult with your attorney, accountant, and or tax advisor for advice concerning your particular circumstances. Not affiliated with the Florida Retirement System. The Living Balance Sheet and the Living Balance Sheet logo are registered service marks of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, New York, New York. Copyright 2005-2018. through This podcast is for informational purposes only. Guest speakers and their firms are not affiliated with or endorsed by Park Avenue Securities or Guardian and opinions stated are their own.